Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. Our Sunday live stream starts at 10 a.m. at cascadevineyard.org stream or on Facebook at Cascade Vineyard Church. Thanks for tuning in. If you've, if you've not been with us, working our way through the book of Ephesians. We've been in Ephesians this entire year, but we're, we're, we're coming to the end. We're almost, we're almost there. So that's, uh, that's exciting. It's, it's been a, a fun ride, at least for me. I enjoy it. I don't know if you guys do or not. Um, so we're in chapter six today, but before we get into chapter six, I want to take a, a look back at an Old Testament passage this morning to kind of... Uh, give us a little bit of an intro. This is from the book of Daniel, chapter 10, beginning at verse 12. Uh, and then he continued, he being an angel. Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you sent your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. But the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me 21 days. And then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there with the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. This conversation is taking place completely in the spiritual realm. Daniel uh, was fasting and praying, and as he was fasting and praying, he has this vision, and in the vision, he realizes that there's this this battle going on in, in the spirit, that there are these princes, these forces <clears throat> that are doing battle against one another. He can't see them in the natural realm, but... He feels the effects of what's happening out there uh, in what is actually happening here in his physical life. So this is not just uh, an Old Testament sort of thing. It's not some kind of, uh, you know, weird hook a voodoo thing. It, it's, a, it's a reality. There, there, there really are things happening in the spirit realm, uh, that that all too often we are unaware of, and we're unaware for a variety of reasons. Sometimes we're just unaware; we don't know. Sometimes we're distracted by other things. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why we might not be aware of what's happening there, but those things, nonetheless, will very often have an impact on our daily lives. So, our, our title this morning is "Principalities, Powers, and Other Stuff." Uh, I want to pray, and then we'll get into the text. Lord, I just pray you would open our hearts to receive this morning, that we really would gain understanding into 
the spirit, what happens in, our, in and with through our spirits and your spirit and in the realm of the spirit. Uh, that you would enlighten the eyes of our heart, that we might gain understanding and, and a, just a deeper revelation of who you are and how you work with us and in us and through us. Uh, in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Now, Ephesians chapter 6. Just a few verses today, beginning in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Man, that sounds ominous, scary. I do like the uh, NIV's use of the word struggle here. Other translations uh, put that as wrestling. Uh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I, th- I think it's King James, and another one says, our battle is not against flesh and blood. I think, to me, wrestling is less relatable. Uh, you know, uh, did you guys watch the Olympic wrestling? Did anybody watch? You love the I love the Olympics. I, the, 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 that one gal that wrestled, I just love her. She was she, she had she came out and she uh, they interviewed her and she had her her big thick rimmed glasses on and her hair and she was just so bubbly and cute and, and then she went in the ring and she was like Terminator. She just crushed her opponent and then she came back out and she started crying. I'm so excited. She was just like two people at one. Anyway, we I, I that was off topic. Um, <laughs> wrestling, I don't know. Battle, we don't feel like that, but. Uh, sometimes life can be a struggle, can't it? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. How many? Let me ask this question: How many of you have ever said to yourself, "As soon as this is over, whatever this is you're going through right now, everything will be okay. Everything will be fine." Anybody? Am I the only person that's ever done that? Three hundred and seventy-four times. Um, yeah, life can be, be hard sometimes, and according to the passage, some of what we struggle with and struggle against is not necessarily flesh and blood. Failure to realize that may cause us to blame flesh and blood. It could be, you know, our spouse's fault. It could very well be our boss's fault. Could very well be, uh, you know, our, our our brother or sister or that knucklehead that always drives too fast down my street. Um, but in fact, uh, like Daniel, there there really may be uh, something behind that forces, powers, entities. Uh, behind the behaviors of people, and not only behaviors of people, but the circumstances of life that are unseen but felt. And, 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 that, and that, at times, is where our battle really does lie. Um, the concept of spiritual warfare is, uh, first of all, in the Western world and in the Western church, it's not often recognized. I, I would say... Uh, with with some level of certainty that in the vast majority of what we would call evangelical churches in the United States today, that the topic of spiritual warfare is never really broached at all. It just doesn't come up. Um, it's not a feel-good topic necessarily. Uh, on the other hand, I would say that there are, <laughs> and, and I've, I've, I've experienced this as well, 
There are a, a small number of what I would call or label as sort of Pentecostal or even hyper-Pentecostal churches uh, where I would say that spiritual warfare is overemphasized. And maybe you've heard the old saying, you know, there's a proverbial demon behind every bush. And, and pretty much everything is blamed on spiritual warfare, which I also don't think that approach is very helpful. Uh, I like what C.S. Lewis has to say. If you go to the next slide there. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fa fall about the devils or demons. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. I, I love C.S. Lewis. Have I ever told you that? I, I, all his, his fiction stuff, I get the Chronicles of Narnia. That, that's all good stuff. But theologically, he's just a freaking rock star. I mean, I just C.S. Lewis's theology is so good. <sighs> Um, and I may be the only person to ever call C.S. Lewis a freaking rock star. Uh, in the Western world, we by and large are, are what we would term rational thinkers, uh, which is generally good, right? That's a good thing. Uh, we trust science. We, we trust empirical evidence. Um, it's also good. We like to be able to <coughs> identify, explain, why things are happening, cause and effect. Um, that, that said, in, in our mindset, in our paradigm, and in our culture, there also can be a tendency to diminish uh, the spiritual realm. In other cultures that may be less rational in terms of the way they approach life and thinking, there will also be a heightened awareness of the spiritual. If you talk to Gary and Judy about their time in Africa, they could probably tell you a few stories that might make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Um, I know that in the, in the 80s, in the short time that Donna and I were in South Africa, we attended a large uh, sort of a revival meeting. It was in a tent out in the jungle in the woods, this big tent. Thousands of people there. And... Uh, Across the stage, there was a wire hung across the front of the stage, and there were dead snakes hanging on the wire. I, big snakes. I don't know if they were black mambas or what they were, but big dead snakes, which I, we found to be a little bit odd. But uh, the, 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 the folks putting on the meeting were dancing around on the stage under the snakes, it was symbolic that God's power over the demons. That's what that was all about. And, uh, you know, again, I'm, I don't think we'll get any snakes. I don't know where we would find dead snakes, but it was an interesting thing. No, <laughs> he says no. <clears throat> so whether we're aware of it or not, whether we ignore it or not, there really is, there's a spiritual dimension to life. Uh, and it does have an impact on, on our lives. And again, this is not the twilight zone. It's not weird. It really is a biblical worldview and it's shared by lots and lots of people worldwide, uh, people of faith. Um, and again, again, I think it, it you know, living in, in the, the region, the area we live in, we're more educated, more sophisticated, which again, I'm not anti-education. Those are all good things. I'm just saying that tends to diminish our understanding or appreciation for things that exist 
truly, truly in a spiritual realm. And that's another reason why I like C.S. Lewis, because C.S. Lewis was a very, very intelligent guy who happened to be able to marry those two things. Um, so, so, so people, you and I are engaged. I've said this before. We're, we're both engaged in the battle. So, so we're fighting this battle and let me, let me explain a little bit how that works. Sometimes we're consciously engaged in the battle. We do that in a variety of ways through prayer, also just through acts of kindness and love and living out our Christian life. When you're kind to your neighbor, when you do something to help someone, that sort of thing, you're actually engaging in spiritual warfare, whether you label it that or not. Uh, and you may not even be aware that that's what you're doing, but you are. And I would say, conversely speaking, for those people that are unaware, they're probably also at times engaging in spiritual warfare by not doing those things, by, by being unkind to other people, by, by not caring and loving. They're also engaging in spiritual warfare. They may not even know that. So we, we, we're involved in the battle, but we also are the battleground. We are that which is being fought over. Uh, God, the good guy in the white hat, he wants to redeem our lives. He wants to bring forgiveness and identity and purpose and value and meaning into our hearts and lives. And he has angels that he dispatches to help in that process. That's what we read about in the book of Daniel earlier. On the other hand, Satan, the bad guy in the black hat, he wants to do nothing more than just jack you up. And he also has his crew, his two live crew that he sends out to get involved in that process. In a very, very real way, the, these verses are, Paul said, finally, he, he began this passage with finally, they're a summation of everything he said. The first part of Ephesians, looking way back, this is our identity. This is who we are in Jesus. And then uh, chapter four through now, this is how we live. Because this is who we are in Christ, this is how we live. These are the things we do. And now he kind of pulls back the veil a little bit and shows us what's going on behind all that. We're able to live this way. We have this identity in Christ because he's done these things for us. Now, again, I hope, I, I, I don't, I don't think to any of you, I sound weird or fanatical. Uh, I've heard weird and fanatical. It's kind of absurd. I don't want to be hyper-spiritual. Um, and, I, and I think you guys know me. I, I tend to be fairly pragmatic in my approach to faith, but I do believe in the spirit. I believe this is real. It's true. I believe that, uh, you know, what happens in the unseen spiritual realm can and does have an impact on our lives in a lot of ways. And probably more so than most of us are aware most of the time. So my hope as, as we work through this passage over the next few weeks, uh, and really, it, it really is the culmination of the whole letter. And I remember back in January when I first said I was going to teach Ephesians, several people came to me and said, oh, yay, I love Ephesians. It's so good. And I think for most people, this is the part of Ephesians they like the best. As we get into this, my hope is that 
we can re- elevate our awareness of what happens in the spiritual realm that we might be better prepared, which is the whole point of the passage, put on the full armor of God, better prepared to live our lives out in such a way that we're able to walk in and embrace those blessings of God, the freedom and the life that he has for us in that, rather than falling victim to the enemy's wiles without really knowing that we're doing that. Uh, you know, sometimes we get tripped up and we don't even realize we're being tripped up. So I'll do my best as we move forward to present a, a biblical, a thoroughly biblical approach and perspective. Um, and, and I, I want to, it's, it's important to me to do that in a way that is, uh, real and, and balanced. You know, I mean, again, I explained earlier sort of the extremes on this. Not every headache is demonic, but some might be. You know, not, not every interpersonal relationship or tension in, in interpersonal relationship is demonic, but some are. Not every bad driver on Highway 99 is demon possessed. <laughs> yeah, I know. A couple of them might be. That was a little joke. Uh, go to the next slide for me, Grace. Second Corinthians 2.11. In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. That's the whole point. That Satan doesn't outwit us because, one more, you underestimate my sneakiness. Anybody remember Mr. Deeds? <laughs> Aaron's in the other room. Aaron remembers Mr. Deeds. John Turturro is not the devil, but <laughs> we, under, we underestimate his sneakiness. All right, that was a joke. Um, the point is, Simply that we tend to fear what we don't understand. And I hope that in raising our awareness, we eliminate or at least minimize the fear that we have and, and are able to then walk in a greater level of, of freedom in the Lord. Um, in, this, in this passage, you'll note as we, as we move forward, Paul says to stand four times. And I think there's something to be said for awareness just in that we stand in the presence of God, aware of what's happening around us, and, there's, and, and those things uh, that, that, uh, that have the ability to, ne- to negatively impact our lives spiritually have less impact because we're standing in his presence. So being aware, I believe, is half the battle. Um, recognizing the source. And then what happens is, when you recognize the source, you don't blame flesh and blood. We don't blame the people around us. You know, I, I, John Wimber used to say, your brother is never your enemy. And that's really the truth. You know, we, we can blame other people, but it's really not that person. It's really the enemy working to try to break those relationships down. And we don't take our frustrations out on, on those people. And then while our awareness is, is vital, we, we also realize this. Uh, we have to then, when we become aware, take a more active role in participating and fighting against that. The, the devil is a liar, right? That's the reality. The devil is a liar. Uh, he puffs up his chest. Uh, he, he acts big and bad. Uh, I love Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan calls him the neighborhood bully. That's his, there's a, he has a song called Neighborhood Bully about the devil. And, um, that's really the truth. He tries to push people around, uh, but we can say, you know, my dad's bigger than your dad, and my dad can beat up your dad. And so there, neener, neener. Um, and, and then we also recognize that we don't fight alone. That In fact, uh, and this is our understanding of the kingdom of God. Last slide, Grace. Um, Jesus has already disarmed the powers and authorities, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing 
over them on the cross. So the the battle of the war has ultimately been run, been won, while day to day the battle rages on around us. But we know and we have confidence that we can stand strong in the Lord because uh, He has won and, and claimed that victory for us. All right, let's stand. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Casket Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give. We'll see you next week.